and gentlemen, welcome to the Milestones Podcast. I am your host, OGRA Communications and Marketing Coordinator, Jared LeMay. And with me, the two in this two plus one episode, and that'll make sense in just a minute, OGRA Senior Policy Advisor, Thomas Barricat. What's happening, Thomas? Hey, Jared. All's well. All's well in this COVID world. That's right. Fantastic. All right, all right. All right, uh, the newest issue of Milestones Magazine dropped uh, a few weeks back, and OGRA's incoming president, Rick Harms, from Thunder Bay, had an interesting article, uh, which I'll link in the show notes, about road safety in northern Ontario. Uh, did you get a chance to read that, Thomas? I did. Uh, he, uh, uh, president Harms was uh, expressing, I think, a lot of the, uh, the feelings uh, about road safety in northern Ontario. Um, some, a lot of these issues are you know, top of mind, and uh, I think it's important for us to talk about them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we were planning on talking about this um, back in April. And back in April, Thomas and I, we were supposed to take a trip up to Temiskaming Shores to meet with uh, today's guest, the plus one in this two plus one episode, to discuss how, uh, how the northern cities, communities are handling road safety. Um, you may recognize our guest, uh, Mark Wilson. He's somebody who's spoken at the OGRA conference for the past two years. And I'll, I'll link his presentations in the show notes. They're very good, very good. You should definitely check them out. Uh, Mark's also a retired Canadian registered safety professional. He's got 30 years in occupational safety as both a trainer and a program developer. He was a volunteer firefighter, and now he's the resource manager for GEMS, Going the Extra Mile for Safety, based out of Temiskaming Shores. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. And might I say, wow, how did you find the time to participate in all of that? <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm re it's a pleasure to be here. Um, and uh, I, I guess uh, our group and, and myself, we have uh, a passion to improve uh, road safety in Northern Ontario, and uh, that's why we keep working away at it. Fantastic. Awesome. All right, we're going to kick things off um, very easy here. What exactly is GEMS? Uh, so GEMS is, uh, stands for Going the Extra Mile for Safety. Uh, we're an advocacy group, uh, basically, and we're a, a part of the Temiskaming Shores and Area Chamber of Commerce. So we're a committee of, of the chamber, uh, and we're comprised of people from a, a, a diverse group. Uh, so we have business people, we have tr people from the trucking industry, we have politicians, we have uh, ec economic development people. Um, and, so, and safety people who uh, sit on this committee. And um, our goal is to establish a two plus one pilot project, to have the government establish a two plus one pilot project um, in Ontario, uh, preferably on Highway 11, which uh, goes right through our area. It's part of the Trans-Canada Highway, and it's a key uh, uh, network uh, uh, that you know, moves uh, product and people across Canada. Um, so that is really what GEMS is all about. We're, we, we want to make our highways safer. We lose too many people on our highways up here. And uh, a two plus one road model is really um, a proven model that's, that's been used throughout the world. And, and we'd like to see it tried um, as a pilot project here in Northern Ontario. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, we'll, we'll definitely be getting into it uh, as we move along in this podcast. Um, but I guess uh, to start things off, um, after learning about what GEMS is, um, who exactly is Mark Wilson? I mean, uh, th this, this GEMS project seems to be a natural progression uh, in your life, uh, mimicking your career path. But why continue on with safety? And um, why specifically Vision Zero and the 2 plus 1 roads? 
Yeah, you know, you raise a good point there. Uh, Vision Zero, uh, which has been, you know, something that uh, obviously you at the OGRA have been promoting, and and uh, you know, it's a it's a great initiative, and you know, the the, the sort of the history of Vision Zero coming out of uh, Sweden and the Scandinavian countries and and spreading around the world, sometimes called the Safe Systems Approach, Vision Zero, same same thing, is really about designing roads that are um, uh, that, that don't put the responsibility of road safety on the road user um, as much. It also requires that the the roads be designed properly. So that the whole Vision Zero aspect was something that interested me uh, quite a bit uh, when I read more about it. And uh, there's a personal aspect too, uh, in the sense that um, uh, nine years ago, I, I, I lost my son to a crossover collision on Highway 11, and it was, you know, it, it was the kind of thing that was really nobody's fault, in the sense that it was a, a, a slushy, wintry day, uh, evening. Uh, he was out with some friends. They were driving and uh, just slid across the, the center line and um, uh, it hit a transport and. If the road is designed in a two plus one model, you have a barrier there, much like we have with our twinned highways uh, that we see in Southern Ontario. Um, if that were to happen in one of those applications, there, there would be no crossover collision. And so that's that's really, I, I guess to answer your question is, is my passion around um, trying to improve road safety. Um, and it ties in so well with Vision Zero because Vision Zero just makes so much sense not only from a safety point of view, but from a, an economic point of view, that we design roads and share that responsibility amongst the road user, but also amongst the designers and engineers who design our roads. Um, and that's what they learned in, in Sweden initially. And uh, I, I think that's a great model. And there's so many great systems that have come out of that that have saved so many lives. Um, you know, we still lose 1.3 million people a year around the world to road fatalities and uh, 2,000 in Canada. Uh, it's totally unnecessary. And that's that's sort of where my passion's coming from. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point and a, a terrible tragedy um, in in the article that Rick Harms put out for us. Uh, there there's an, an image of a horrific wreck. I believe that's up by Thunder Bay, and I mean, you really hate to see all of that, which is why OGRA is so steadfast in Vision Zero and why we push it so much. Um, so, I mean, my condolences on that, and it's fantastic to have you uh, on board with Vision Zero and, and pushing safety. But um, we didn't come here to talk about that. Uh, let's uh, let's get into 2 plus 1 roads. Um, what exactly are they? What are you? I know you've been around a lot. You've been to other countries and uh, seen how this works. What What are two plus one roads? Um, what do people in Ontario need to know about them? Yeah, it, it's uh, when I'm explaining it to people, it, it really isn't a lot different than what we already have now on some of our northern and rural highways, where we have passing lanes, so uh, or climbing lanes, where um, you know we we have a, a regular two lane road. And every once in a while, we put in a passing lane so that if people want to pass, they can. Um, and, and that's really considered a two plus one road. However, the 
addition to that is is a median barrier between the, the opposite directions of the travel. So what it is is continuously alternating passing lanes at about every three kilometers, two to three kilometers. So you have two kilometers to pass, and then you have a single lane section, and then you have another two or three kilometers to pass, and then you have a single lane section. And, and there's no opportunity to pass inappropriately because there's a barrier there. So that barrier is either a cable barrier, which was the sort of the original applications that they used in, in Sweden, and now you'll see uh, semi-rigid or steel barriers in a lot of applications. So it, it does two things. First of all, for anyone that crosses over the center line inadvertently, um, it stops that collision, that head-on collision. And it should be noted that in, in a recent study that was done on our highway, looking at two plus one roads, was that um, crossover collisions were 12% of the collisions, but they resulted in 69% of the fatalities. So if we can reduce crossover collisions through a two plus one road, uh, we're gonna reduce fatality rate significantly. And that's been the experience around the world. Um, so the two plus one road is really doing two things. It's stopping those crossover collisions, but it's also stopping inappropriate passing, which is actually quite rampant in, well, certainly on our roads and, and in other places as well. And uh, just last Saturday, I was on Highway 11 and I got pushed over to the shoulder because somebody passing, trying to pass too many trucks at one time. Oh, wow. And, wow. Uh, and you know, it, it, almost every second or third trip you, you, you take on the highway, there's somebody who's passing inappropriately. So this is the Vision Zero principle around the two plus one, is it makes the driver a better driver because you're sort of taking away the opportunity to do the things that they shouldn't be doing. And, 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 and that's the design of a two plus one. So it, it's not really foreign to what we have now. It's just adding this median barrier. And um, I, I, just the last point on that, I've been involved with a, uh, a, a group out in British Columbia who are also looking at the same thing. And they did a study and, and they've actually used some of the material that I've uh, collected from Sweden uh, in their paper, and it's it, it basically says that if you are involved in a crossover collision, your chances of dying are 50 times greater than if you have a collision going in the same direction. So, you know, um, if, if you collide with like a rear-end collision or, or something like that. So when two vehicles obviously are going the same way and they collide, the kinetic energy is much less than if you're going head on with another vehicle coming the other way. So vision zero is, and, and highway safety for that matter, is managing kinetic energy. And that's what a plus one road does. Awesome, well, that's, um, that's a lot of information. And um, I, I can speak for Thomas on this. I know both he and I have gone through Northern Ontario to that's right. make our drives out west. And um, those roads in the summer at the best of times are hard to navigate, especially with, oh, yeah. with the large transports. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I completely understand that. Um, so, and I should just, can I just make a quick point too? Of course. You know, the, the transports aren't necessarily uh, the problem. I mean, obviously, 
you know, we have people who are, are driving a, a wide variety of vehicles. Right. And, you know, our transport uh, industry, uh, they do a great job. Uh, I mean, it's like anywhere there are uh, bad players but <laughs> um, or bad apples, yeah. but, you know, generally they are very good, uh, but they're limited in some cases with the roads that they have to Well, yeah, to use. That, that, that was one of the points I was going to bring up, too, is um, up north with, um, if I remember correctly, there are a lot of um, roads cut through rock faces and very little space to to expand or to make a bigger road, especially for the larger vehicles like transport. So it makes everything very difficult. And having um, specific passing lanes like a two plus one road, especially and a barrier down the center, would definitely mitigate a lot of the risk that driving those roads have. And again, like I said, Thomas and I have only driven it during the summer. I can only imagine right. in the winter. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, in a sense, what that what the two plus one model does is it allows somebody to, uh, you know, the whole it allows them to make a mistake. Right. That's the vision zero principle is people make mistakes. Right. And so if I, you know, am not paying 100 percent attention to my driving and, you know, we see more and more of that all the time. Uh, you slide across on slippery roads and, uh, you know, vision zero principle is you shouldn't have to pay with your life for that um you know a friend of ours yeah a friend of ours lost his life uh um a few years ago uh crossover collision same thing you know he was a he had a great business here in the area um and uh there was a a young woman driving the other way uh distracted by her cell phone and uh she crossed over the center line and hit him and he, he died she survived but uh um you know and and there are many other stories like yeah all tragedies and all things that can be uh could be avoided um with different road design uh, or at least mitigated with different road design um hey mark let me ask you this so you've so you've actually been to sweden and to ireland um to see what what they've done with these sorts of uh road design the two plus one um has has it been a kind of like i know you mentioned sweden was the birthplace for this um maybe in ireland did they kind of adapt the swedish model or did they kind of take it and make it kind of a, an irish version of it or i guess in in a sense is how do we apply what the swedes are doing in, uh, in ontario um what, what have you seen in terms of that yeah so so you're right the, the swedes started that uh, it, it was um you know, it's, it's actually a very interesting story. Uh, there was <laughs> there was there was actually very little public support for it. Uh, the engineers there was an engineer who actually put his job on the line to to say, look, we need to we need to fix this. Uh, they put in the pilot project, um, uh, and when they cut the ribbon for it, no politicians uh, wanted to show up, <laughs> but they still put it in, and then people saw the advantage. They reduced fatality rates significantly in this pilot project section. Um, and then there was this turning point uh, where a woman actually uh, baked some cookies and sent them to this engineer. Uh, and she, with a letter, with a letter that said, you saved my life, right? She oh, wow. The barrier. And that got a lot of press. And, uh, and now they have 3,000 kilometers of it. So, and they're building more all the time. So, so yeah, I was able to visit a construction project, um, meet with, you know, I met with over 40 people uh, on two trips to Sweden, one in the winter, one in the summer. Um, and, and so their model was 
based on taking an existing roadway uh, 13 meters wide which was a two-lane road with wide shoulders and they turned it into three lanes with this narrow median uh, a meter and a half with a barrier in the middle and, and they started with cable barriers and now they're using um, as I said these semi-rigid steel barriers so that model uh, the Irish I guess saw that model and said wow this works for them we're gonna try it here um, in Ireland they also had serious serious problems with poor drivers and um, inappropriate passing so they tried some pilots and they used basically the same model but only difference of course is they're driving on the other side of the road All right. and, uh, and so it still works doesn't matter which direction you're going it works both ways and, <laughs> and they've actually transitioned a little bit to now uh, doing what they call a two plus two model so they started with their two plus ones they were very successful but a few of them actually um, uh, sort of um, weren't able to handle the capacity any longer so they do have a limitation on the top end of about 18 to 20,000 um, vehicles per day uh, you know and, and in northern Ontario here we have volume sort of from that uh, four to so oh, okay. we're well within that we're well within that range um, Sweden um, uh, puts them on roads any road that has more than 2,000 a day uh, right up to about 20,000 and then of course they build a, a motorway or a, a freeway at that point but they so Sweden did it originally because they didn't have the money to twin all their roads and, and it could be built for a quarter of the cost of twinning yeah so 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 Ireland did the same and they moved to this because they, they the capacity couldn't handle it anymore they added a lane and it became two plus two so really it's just um, Two lanes on each side, but a narrow median, not not our big wide medians like we see on the four lane. They they just didn't have room for that in Ireland, so they they now have the two plus two. So it, it was a bit of an evolving, for you know, there was a bit of uh, evolution, sorry, for them uh, from the two plus one to the two plus two. Um, but they basically used the same model here in North America. Uh, and then the study that was done on Highway 11 here recommended a wider profile, so a, a 16 meter profile, which is basically what we have now where there are passing lanes um, with paved shoulders um, because they, they felt that in North America we're used to having wider shoulders right. and that they would want to keep that. So, you know, we're certainly okay with that in the sense that a wider road platform. Um, would address also any issues around emergency vehicles still being able to access yeah. and, um, and and I should say that that's not a significant problem in Europe um, you, you may think that barrier causes a problem for emergency services and 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 yet that's not the case in in Sweden in fact their two plus one roads have a, a lower uh, disturbance index they, they have and <laughs> so they they Basically, those roads perform well, you know, uh, to, to the others. So, so I, I think in a North American model, it would have wide, our, we'd still have our typical sort of two meter shoulders, which still allows us to, um, uh, to access in cases of maintenance or, uh, uh, you know, a broken down vehicle or something like that.
Wow. Um, two plus one roads, they sound uh, pretty fantastic, especially for up north um, with, with the amount of traffic you guys get. Um, and, and the cost of them seems to be significantly less than twinning roads or, um, or anything like that. Um, are, are there any downsides to, uh, to two plus one roads? I mean, um, what, when they, what, when a road comes back to just one lane, does that cause slowdown in traffic? Um, anything like that? Uh, a, a couple of things, I, I guess, that have been identified through, uh, the implementation of two plus one roads. And as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're, you know, they've been around for a while in these countries. Um, one of the things, because that median barrier is there, they do experience more minor collisions with that barrier, right? Yeah. And it, there's two ways to look at that, right? You say, well, okay, if somebody hit that barrier, that means they didn't cross over, so right. you just right. prevented a fatality. That minor uh, collision right. with the barrier could have been a major collision with an oncoming vehicle. With a head-on vehicle, right. yeah. Right. And, and, you know, I always like to kind of expand that and say, okay, that vehicle coming the other way is a, is a school bus or the other vehicle coming the other way is a, you know, uh, a van full of kids going to a hockey tournament. Right. Right. Uh, right. And, and, and then what happens, right? Then the press gets all over that. It gets a whole bunch of, uh, uh, tension for a while. And then, uh, that fades out and nothing happens. So, so, I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, that's what we have to think about when we look at that minor collision. So if those increase, again, principle of vision zero is we don't really care about the minor ones. People will recover from that. There are things that can be done to prevent the collisions with the barriers, right? Um, like uh, rumble strips on the one side or the other. And, uh, and let's put it that way, there are things that can be done to, you know, to, the other side, at the end of the passing lane, as, as you asked, is um, it's not a lot different from our passing lanes now. There'll be people who are going fast to get by somebody. The only difference now is that they'll have to make that decision because they can't cheat and go into the oncoming lane. Right. Mm. Um, so they have to make their decision. And, you know, the, the, the trucking industry in, in Europe supports these two-plus-one roads, um, uh, so, you know, often people will pass trucks in these two-lane sections, and, um, you know, that seems to work pretty well. And I know from my experience, I've driven over 3,000 kilometers of them in, uh, in, uh, in Sweden. Um, you know, they flow very nicely. Uh, there's, I, I didn't really find any difference in driving um, in Sweden that I, that I did here. Um, and I, when a person gets into the single-lane section, there's really you know, there's no point in pushing the car in front of you yeah. because you can't pass. So you wait and then you, you see the sign saying that you have a passing opportunity in, you know, three or 400 meters. And so then you move up to the car and then you pass, you know, right. so it, it reduces the tailgating hmm. uh, and, and all those kind of things as well. Well, and that's the thing. If somebody knows that there's a passing opportunity ahead of them, they're going to calm down or wait a little bit. I mean, I know when I'm trying right. to pass on just regular two-lane roads, I'm l constantly looking over, can I go, can I go, do I have enough room? But if I know something's coming up, I'd be like, okay, calm down, I have a passing opportunity later on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Mark, i got to ask, uh, what, what's the opposition? Who's opposed to this in, in Ontario or in North America? I mean, it seems like a very common sense sort of 
measure, it seems like it could be pretty cost effective. And of course, it saves lives, which is the most important thing. Can't put a, a price on that. So where, where's the opposition to this coming from? Or is there just a lack of uh, courage in terms of trying something new? Well, maybe that's it. Um, uh, you know, it's... Um, there's definitely no opposition from our, the northern communities. We have a full support of the Federation of Northern Ontario Municipalities. Um, we've, you know, submitted numerous resolutions to to get this process started. Those resolutions resulted in the study that was done. So, you know, our advocacy got that done. The study showed that there would be, you know, a 41% reduction in fatalities, which is significant. Wow. Um, we, we actually think it would be higher because of some of the things in the report that that, uh, that maybe weren't addressed quite the way we think they should have been. But, um, you know, you, you, have, you, you would in, improve the efficiency of the highway and it would be built at, at a quarter of the cost of, of, of twinning. So... Right now, we've had response from the Ministry of Transportation that, you know, we're uh, they're saying that more work uh, is needed to develop, you know, and and standards prior to the implementation of a two plus one uh, model, and we don't disagree with that. We we know the work needs to be done. It's just that we're not getting any communications with them that that indicate that they are doing that so we've we've been dealing with our um, uh, ministry of transportation in the northeast but we, we've decided to go to the minister's level and i have met with the minister so as one of our other members um, uh, danny whalen is president of the federation of northern ontario municipalities um, we, we've we've had brief meetings with the minister uh, we are dealing directly with the minister's office now. We're we're in the process of trying to get another um, teleconference or Zoom meeting with the minister um, to at least move this to the next step. Right. You know, there, there actually are. Uh, you know, one of the issues is is brought up is that while we don't have North American standard, uh, we don't have North American product that meets the standard for standard barrier, for example. Well. In fact, we do, and and it's available out there. It just needs to be tested. And as I said at the beginning of this, our goal is a pilot project. Um, we're not saying do this everywhere uh, right. until it's tested. So there definitely is an opportunity to, to test it. And at the reduced cost of, um, you know, twinning, uh, it just makes a lot of sense. It would be a new model that we could use in Ontario. And there seems to be some resistance in um, the use of median barriers on, on two-lane roads and or even some four-lane roads where they could make a significant difference. And, you know, they, they perform well all seasons. Uh, so that's the resistance what and ultimately, what we're trying to do is, is get the minister to uh, move it to the next step and say, okay, let's let's start doing some more detailed design work on this, and let's uh, you know let's look for a an appropriate um, 
test location and and the report you know did identify it did recommend a pilot project that was 35.4 kilometers of the highway that they recommended a pilot so it's not that it's not recommended right it, it is recommended particularly when you see those kind of fatality reductions um i mean it just makes a lot of sense to do that so with those recommendations would Temiskaming shores be one of the uh locations that you would recommend running the pilot well, I, I, you know, it's obviously not us, up to us to recommend where it, where it goes, but um, we would be happy to see it anywhere. But the report did recommend a 35.4-kilometer section between uh, Tomogamy and uh, Highway 64, which is uh, uh, about 30 kilometers north of North Bay. So, uh, so we, you know, we have a location where, where the engineers, uh, the firm that did this study was WSP, um, but they, uh, they felt that that was a, a, a good location. Um, and, and so, you know, it's not, it's not, um, difficult to, to sort of say, okay, well, we have the information, let's, let's put it somewhere. And if it's not there, we're okay with that. And if it's a shorter section, um, you know, if it's 20 kilometers, that's, that's fine as well. Right. We just need to move the process ahead. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just sort of stalled right now is where we're at. Yeah, until we have some more discussions with uh, the minister's office, and we, we actually have been just recently working with uh, with her uh, director, uh, one of her directors who uh, who's, who's trying to set up a, a meeting uh, with her. Um, and as all meetings are these days, uh, <laughs> via, <laughs> yeah. via that's right. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, our meeting, we were supposed to make it up to Temiskaming Shores, but uh, that That's was, right. uh, well, was cancelled. But we'll, we'll definitely make it up uh, uh, once this is all over, I'm hoping sometime in the fall. Yeah, that would be yeah, right. great. It's a nice time to come up, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this, this definitely illustrates the importance of um, road safety and opening up, um, uh, uh, I guess, movement between the north and the south. I mean, a lot of our... Um, a lot of the industries up in the north, a lot of um, a lot of shipments are done from the north to the south. A lot of people move like that. So yeah, yeah, and you, and you know the other aspect of that too is 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 the which we haven't really mentioned at all is the economic impact exactly. in the north. That, mm-hmm. um, you know, so often we have people saying, oh, they might be uh, suppliers or distributors or something who come up and and they say, you know, I'll see you in the spring because we don't want to drive those roads in the winter, right. you know. Right. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, there's huge potential here in the north, and uh, uh, it, it's the safe roads are, are a big part of that. And this type of model is not, um, you know, we've been advocating, and some of the members of our group have been advocating long before I was involved for twinning, and that's been turned down many, many times by the MTO. And ultimately, a two plus one, you know, they perform equally to twin roads. In fact, in Sweden, their studies show that they actually perform slightly better from a safety point of view than a, than a four-lane highway. So it just makes a lot of sense. And, you know, in today's tight budgets, uh, if, if you want to make a safe road, this is a, a much better way to do it. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right, that's that's a ton of information on two plus one roads, a lot to, <laughs> uh, a lot to take in. So I guess um, one last thing uh, with municipalities across the province listening to this podcast, um, is there anything specific you'd like them to hear? 
Well, you know, I, I think Rick's, uh, Rick Harms' letter was, was a great letter. Uh, and, uh, you know, Rick spoke about it at the conference at Two Plus One Roads as well. And I, and I think we want to keep um, showing the interest in it. Uh, we, and as I said earlier, we've had a lot of interest in it. But, you know, people sort of see the um, the value in, in trying, a, trying this process and or, or this this model and i think if as politicians and, and as uh, municipal staff uh, we want to continue to uh, talk to the people that um you know can make some decisions on this whether they're talking to their mto uh, representatives uh, or to their their you know politicians at higher levels at, at government level uh, sorry at provincial government level um that's that's important to keep talking about it Fantastic. Awesome. That's um, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good, good information. Um, thanks for joining us on this episode, Mark. We really appreciate having you on here. Well, thanks so much for having me. I I really uh, appreciate you taking the time and uh, I'd be more than happy to talk again. Hopefully we have some, uh, some news on this and uh, we can have another podcast. Definitely. We'll try and do it live this time. (laughs) We'll definitely be in touch about coming up to, to Miskaming Shores, which isn't uh, what stage two. Now we're still stuck in stage one down here. Oh, maybe you 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 guys. uh, (laughs) This is the place to live. I'll tell you. That's that's right. (laughs) Awesome. All right. All right, everybody. Um, that's, uh, that's episode four of the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, If you have the time, check out OGRA on our social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, If you have any questions, uh, you want to talk to Mark, uh, give us a shout at podcast at OGRA.org. We'd be happy to forward that on. Uh, Until next time, everybody, take it easy. 